0: True North has broken an unbelievable story about a four year old and his family getting evicted from the Ronald McDonald house in Vancouver because they are not vaccinated. What on earth is going on in our country? I'm Candace Malcolm, and this is The Candace Malcolm Show. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. This is one of those stories that just absolutely makes you stop in your tracks and just think about where we are as a country. This is a really, really heart-wrenching story, and I'm really uh, pleased and proud of uh, reporter and editor Harley Sims, who broke the story. He was the very first one uh, to report it. So basically, the story is that a a four-year-old boy is battling leukemia. He's in the hospital in Vancouver, and his family is staying at the Ronald McDonald House. This is sort of uh, a a typical kind of practice that a hospital will specialize in, in a certain type of treatment in a big city. So, a city like Vancouver or Toronto, and families from all over the country, all over the sort of rural parts of the province, um, can go and use the Ronald McDonald House to stay um, to live there because they have to live in Vancouver, which is obviously an incredibly expensive city. They have to live there while their child is undergoing this treatment, and so so this 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 new policy got. Uh, rolled out the Ronald McDonald House saying that everybody who was there, everybody age five and up had to be vaccinated. Otherwise, you're going to get evicted. And basically, the story is a father who just is sort of beside himself that him and his family are about to get thrown out um, in the midst of their child's cancer treatment. And, and he posted a video of himself It went viral online. And Harley was the first one to talk to him, first one to interview him, first one to get it up. So um, Harley, uh, thanks so much for joining the show. And thanks for your excellent reporting on this.
1: I appreciate it, Candace. Um, yeah, I, I think I just finished writing the story about uh, you know Quebec premier Legault's announcement that they're going to make vaccines mandatory in Quebec under the guise of this uh, you know um, health care fee. Uh, and of course they're being this the second jurisdiction in, in the Western world to do this outside of Austria. Uh, and uh, it, there's just so much going on. I mean you can't you can't even you can't it, it's hard to choose, right? Uh, but this, this came across my desk, I think about uh, seven or eight last night, it was uh, a posting on Twitter of a video of a distraught father, uh, who uh, is staying, as you mentioned, at Ronald McDonald House with his young family, uh, they're from Kelowna, is, they had both uh, left their jobs, uh, he was a, uh, uh, he's a um, electrician, he just passed his test over Christmas, his wife had left her job so they could move to Vancouver. Well, their uh, four-year-old son Jack gets treatment for leukemia at BC Children's Hospital. Uh, they've been there since October. He told me all about it. Their son one day had trouble walking, and uh, you know they just tripped trying to work around it. And he said, one day his kid just gave him this look that was just uh, precociously full of pain, and he knew something was wrong, and the child was diagnosed with leukemia, uh, they airlifted him um, into Vancouver. Uh, they've been there ever since. And on Monday. Uh, they received a notice from uh, Ronald McDonald House saying that there was a new policy to be brought in. Uh, Beginning January 17th, everybody five and up staying at Ronald McDonald House would have to provide proof of full COVID vaccination, that is two shots. Uh, There was a provision or a grace period, as they called it, for people who were already staying there, like the Ferguson family, uh, where uh, they would have until January 31st to get one shot. Uh, as I wrote in the story, and as he told me, uh, his wife was crying, um, and he said, "Look, this can't be. This can't be real. This this isn't real. This, there's no way." And he stayed up all night Monday night thinking about it. And on Tuesday, he decided that he was going to make a stand and make a video. And he rehearsed. It's it's quite well done. He's very articulate. That's because he went over everything in his head. And he confronted staff and he demanded to know why this was the case, why it was that. Uh, for example, um, people who uh, both vaccinated and unvaccinated can carry COVID. It made no sense, and it's not just about him. He stressed it wasn't about him. It's about every five-year-old up who's staying at Ronald McDonald House with cancer, life-threatening diseases. Some of these children are dying. Their families are staying there, even if uh, the parents are vaccinated um, and they don't want their child vaccinated. Which you know, there's another family from Kelowna in that situation. Um, They would have to leave. And so he, God bless him. He could not believe it was happening. Uh, He said, this is, this is evil. It's straight up evil. And uh, I just want everybody to know about it. And I just called him up and I just said, tell me your story. What can I do? Um, I want to let everybody um, in Canada certainly know. um, And I said, what can we do? What, what, What can we do for you coming out of this? And he said, I just want prayers. I just want prayers for my family. And, Maybe if somebody out there knows somewhere we could stay until June, which is when they expect Jack's treatments to be finished, uh, that'd be great. And that—that's all he wanted.
0: Wow. Well, it's—I mean, it's such a—it's such a heart-wrenching story. It's—it's just—it's awful. Any any story with kids getting sick and dealing with that kind of trauma is is just hard enough to 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 grapple with and deal with. Uh, you know, I was reading through his post and reading your story and watching the video, and it's—it's it's just very. Very heart wrenching, and then you know, on top of that, you, usually when people are are in this situation, the worst situation you could possibly imagine being in, you know, you're met with with charity and kindness and love and compassion, and that and that's sort of the, the 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 underlying purpose of the Ronald McDonald House. I mean, what an amazing charity! They what an amazing service they offer, allowing families a place to stay uh, while they're going through this horrible, um, horrific thing in their life. And, and yet here we, here we see sort of the exact opposite of that, um, saying, you know, because you don't comply with our ideology, we're going to throw you out on the street. Um, it's 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 just so wrong on so many levels. And so uh, tell us a little bit about what happened, because I know that they have a GoFundMe campaign. Their, their video has gone viral. I know it got picked up by some U.S. sort of uh, influencers or, or um, you know, f- famous... Uh, journalists like um, Stephen Crowder, I don't know if he's a journalist, famous uh, podcast host, I guess. I call him. And uh, last time I checked, um, as of last night, the GoFundMe campaign that, he, you know, he was trying to raise $5,000 and he's up at $93,000. So incred- an incredible response uh, from people out there, obviously sympathetic with his situation. But um, how, how, did, how did this story uh, go viral so quickly?
1: Uh One thing I was asked was, is this the moment when people wake up and realize what's happening with these vaccine mandates? It's, you know, I'm sure we all remember years ago with uh, migrants, there was a child washed up on a beach. Um, Is is that sort of moment where when we're doing this to children with cancer, families facing children who are dying, is this when we finally wake up? And I think that's why everybody who saw the video uh, flocked to it. It's certainly why I wanted to cover it. It's certainly why it picked up attention in the United States immediately. Uh, Jack Prasobiec, uh picked it up right away. He posted the uh, GoFundMe at the top of his uh, Twitter page. Uh, Crowder, um, you know, yeah, I I've lost count, actually. I don't think I've checked for a couple hours, but it's been picked up across the world, actually. And, uh, I mean, Mr. Ferguson, Austin Ferguson, I mean, he, he's, not an, he's not naive. He, he's politically self-aware. He knows what's going on, and that's why he was armed with positions and information when he confronted staff. And uh, I think same thing with him as with a lot of people. They just, they can't believe this is happening. They're stunned. And that's what I think one of the reasons why people are so kind of hesitant to push back. They, they say, this is Canada. He even said to the administrator Ronald McDonald House in his video, look at the national anthem. You know, this is about being strong and free. This is we can't do this. We don't We don't discriminate in Canada. We don't segregate in Canada. And uh, so he said when he was uh, lying there Monday night that, that this was something that he had to stand up for and uh, just make people aware that if it's going to happen in a place where children are fighting for their lives, um, a place where people have donated money to save sick and dying children, that's the end of it. He said, "This, this is if it's happening here, this is the end of it." And he said, "He can't believe we're at this point, that, that the country has gotten to this, where this is actually happening." And uh, I was speaking on Mississauga radio earlier, and I just said, "Well, yes, it's it's horrific," and I'm, you know, I'm 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 not really surprised anymore at the things I'm hearing about this. But the more people like Austin who speak out, record this stuff, who let us know, let True North know. Um, we can remind them that you feel something weird's going on, you're not wrong. And there are a lot of other people out there that feel the same way. And uh, we can start to you know, raise our voices together and push back because this ends when we say it ends.
0: Well, uh, God bless this man for having that strength and that conviction. Again, such a horrific time um, in, in, in his life and trying to deal with that. I mean, just the logic of it, on it on its own doesn't stand up because you know right now we're dealing with the Omicron wave. We know that Omicron hits everybody. It doesn't matter if you're vaccinated or not. It doesn't matter if you're triple vaxxed or not. Uh, everyone's getting it. Look at the hospital statistics over in Ontario. And we see that three quarters of the people in the hospital right now are with uh, are vaccinated. They're vaccinated. So so obviously COVID breaks through uh, this 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 strain of COVID. Breaks through, and, and and I think that the justification for vaccine mandates is, is falling apart because we still have to go into lockdown. And we, we you know, it, it didn't, it didn't get us out of the pandemic as it was promised. And yet it seems like the people who are imposing it are like tightening their grip. You mentioned Francois Legault wanting to impose an additional tax on to the um, unvaccinated, you know, Justin Trudeau's rhetoric is like turned up, to, the dial is like at like 200. And, you know, he's completely okay with scapegoating and vilifying this, this one group. It's like, you know, at a time when the when the logic for the vaccine mandates is is completely falling apart, you, you see you see people pushing it with even more uh, more fervently pushing it, which shows you that this is about science, <laughs> this is about ideology, and this is about power and and, and authority. Uh, and, and then and then to add that extra layer on top of that, that you're talking about five year olds, that that anyone who's not uh, vaccinated over the age of five, like there. They, <laughs> you know the, the idea that adults should get vaccinated it's like okay adults can die from covid um little kids you don't and i understand wanting to protect the raw mcdonald house because there are a lot of people who are sick in there and um you know autoimmune compromise and that kind of stuff but the reality is that COVID is still getting in so it, it just it just seems like we're at this impasse impasse now where you know one side is ratcheting up their uh tactics and their and their rhetoric um, and, and, and it looks like, uh, you know, if, if, if this is any sign of things to come, that you know, the other side is starting to stand up uh, for themselves as well. Is that, is that sort of what, what you're seeing out there?
1: Yeah, I mean, to, to start off with, uh, I had uh, two cousins who had cancer as children. Uh, they stayed, their family stayed at Ronald McDonald House in Vancouver. They're from Kelowna. So this struck a chord with me. Um, and I have profound respect for Ronald McDonald House and what they do. Who can afford to live in Vancouver? I mean, it's the only way that they can keep the family together and, and, and you know get these treatments. And and you know I'll you know I'll, I'll take their word. I'll, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. That said, I haven't heard back yet. Um, you know what they're doing about this. Um, and yeah, just like you, I've stopped looking at this you know in terms of science or medicine, and then I've started looking at it psychologically, you know, sociologically. Why are people being this way? And uh, there's some pretty gruesome answers about why people start doing this, why they start scapegoating and blaming each other and demonizing each other. And, you know, uh, as some people might know, I, w- I was a peace officer in British Columbia before joining True North. I-, I do have an idea what the ugly side of humanity is. And I don't think the people that, you know, are, you know, so quick to, to, to demonize people for not getting COVID shots. I don't think they know what they're feeding. I don't think they know what they're playing with. They've lived you know, pampered lives. They've been spared violence and they've been able to um, indulge their free speech and all this stuff. But now they're playing with something that they have never seen and other parts of the world have seen it. And I think we're slowly getting there. And I think we need to pull back, especially over something like this, uh, a, a charity that gives families of young children a place to stay while they fight for their lives. And just throwing this in the lap of a family whose four-year-old has cancer, something that no person should experience, much less parents, um, is just, it's evil. And uh, I think we should, uh, we should stop, take a breath, and at least agree that this is the wrong place for it. And you know, from there, start talking about uh, other places where it's wrong.
0: Right, I mean, there's there's just there's so much wrong with this story. There's so much wrong with the situation in Canada because uh, you know we we talked a little bit about how Omicron, you know, it doesn't it doesn't only affect the unvaccinated. This is simply not true, and that's the reality bearing, being being borne out in front of us. We can look at the data. We can look at the facts. Just, so it, it seems like you know the government officials don't really have an alternative. Like their alternative is just cracking down even further on the unvaccinated. And, you know, there's so much wrong with that. There's so much wrong with the idea that we're locking people down, that we're not allowing them to, you know, go out and get fresh air, exercise, be healthy. The fact that there's gyms closed in Ontario, British Columbia, Quebec right now, it's like, you know, if you want a healthy population, if you want a population that the under, you know, with so many people dying of COVID, they have all these underlying conditions. It's like, instead of just wanting to have this silver bullet, everyone get a vaccine and we'll go back to normal. It's like, why, why don't we address some of the underlying causes in this society? Like we, you know, th- a lot of people who die of COVID have vitamin D deficiency. A lot of people who ha- uh, die of COVID are obese or have unhealthy lifestyles. Uh, wh- I know one of the things that you've been reporting on a lot at True North is a group of gyms that have sort of defied uh, government orders and refuse to close. Other ones are being forced to close. Uh, but but this is such an important issue that, that kind of, again, goes against the... The justification that the government's imposing, like, if people are sick, don't you think that them going and exercising is, is healthy, not just for, like, their physical health, but also mental health? Uh, we've seen a huge issue uh, with sort of diseases of despair, suicide, uh, depression, alcoholism, drug overdoses during this time. It's like they, they're ignoring one side of the equation and, and, and only focusing, like, single-mindedly on this one aspect, like, vaccines, vaccines, vaccines. So, Anyway, all that's just to say, I I wonder what, um, like, you know, from, for you, from talking to gym owners and, and, and sort of speaking to these people, what, 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 what do you think of the mindset of, um, the gym owners, for instance, that are defying these orders? Um, what, 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 what is it like for them?
1: Well, I talked to Sarah Hodgson, who was, uh, who's, uh, president of the Fitness Council of Canada. And she told me, and she's a gym owner as well, and she told me that, you know, uh, Gym owners are actually responding to this lockdown very differently from last time. I think last time they agreed, yeah, okay, well, you know, we'll, we'll see how this goes. We'll take you at your word. And since then, they haven't seen the data, um, or at least they have seen data that completely goes against the lockdowns. Uh, as far as they know, 0.06% is the transmissibility, transmissibility rate of COVID in gyms. That's the only data that, that, that they have. And uh, they're, they are business owners foremost. But it's also their livelihood. I mean, no one just decides to open a gym, uh, you know, out of, of, you know, because they want to open a business. They're usually fitness enthusiasts. Um, They're people concerned about health. They want to get people healthy. It makes them feel good to watch people um, get in shape. Um, And so uh, it's not just, you know, about being locked down financially, although that's huge. Uh, It's also about just the hypocrisy of saying we're trying to keep people healthy by shutting down a facility where you go to get healthy. And not only that, but if we're trying to keep people healthy, what about mental health? We've heard about mental health like constantly over the past twenty years. Um, people's mental health is 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 it's in terrible shape right now. I mean, people like we're not we're talking about shot lockdowns and 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 uh, avoiding COVID, but we're we're not really talking about what it's doing to people. Not only individuals, but also like societies, communities. People are sick. The way people deal with each other is different. The way we look at each other is different. We are in an age of unprecedented incivility right now. And uh, I mean, as I'm a a fitness enthusiast, I have been my whole life. I was a bodybuilder. I was a power lifter. Um, I I run, I lift. um, And I've been very aware that my standards are kind of, you know, beyond most people. So I actually don't talk about them much because it makes you sound vain. Um, But in this situation around and I say, well, you know, you politician, you know, I can see you're not in great shape. Why are you telling me I have to get a shot, but I can't tell you to go jogging? You know, like I, I trust my body. Most people like we're, we're looking at the Olympics coming up. Uh, a lot of people pushing back, back against this are athletes or people in athletic professions like law enforcement. They know their bodies. They know what they can take. They're willing to take it. They've suffered from, you know, avian flu and swine flu, which were you know, um, pretty serious back when they happened. I had both, you know, they, they weren't great, but you know, here I am. Um, and, and so uh, it's just come full circle and it, it's great to see um, gyms, one of which is in Kelowna. And actually it's interesting because uh, Mr. Ferguson uh, at the Ronald McDonald House, just before he loaded the he uploaded the video of him confronting staff, he had uh, posted a video in support of that gym. And so uh, it's good that they're standing up um, and again, like Mr. Ferguson, they, they don't quite understand what's happening. We have a constitution. We have rule of law. Um, we can't just willy-nilly shut places down, especially when there's no um, you know scientific support for it. And, and so um, I, I think it's good. I think we're on the right track. And I think uh, the more people support um, a, a, any opposition to, to these rules that make no sense, the sooner we get out of this.
0: Well, it's great that there's a network of people that are starting to find each other and finding sort of kindred spirits or like-minded people to rally around because it makes you feel like you're not alone in this and that you're not the only one that, that thinks that everything going on in politics right now is totally crazy and totally offside. Uh, what, what you were talking about there about taking sort of control of your own health and not taking the advice of politicians, there's, just, there's a funny meme going around. Like, I'm a big uh, tennis fan, and obviously when Djokovic got – Uh, night entry or he got detained at the Australian border, Uh, people were saying, you know, there's a really healthy guy here. And and yet, you know, you have these like kind of fat politicians um, telling him that he's unhealthy. And meanwhile, you know, the meme is like a picture of him, this like perfect specimen of like male athleticism, like incredibly healthy person. And then, you know, you have like a a picture of overweight uh, Bill Gates over here. And it says, like, one of these people is a world leader in public health. And it's like, you, you know, it, it just you know, says, it says a thousand words right there. But I, I, I think in, in some ways it's an opportunity because people can take control of their own health, right? It's like, I know how to protect myself and my family. Uh, we're all taking vitamin D supplements and I make sure that we all exercise we go for walks and we eat healthy. and We, you know, we have good diets. We don't eat junk food and stuff like that. And it's like, that's, that's going to do a lot more than following whatever latest hoop that, uh, you know, Justin Trudeau or some idiot uh, top doctor is is telling us, like, I, I know how to protect myself and my family a lot better than their ever evolving uh, set of restrictions and recommendations that are constantly changing. And half the time, they're totally contradictory. Well, Harley, I, I really appreciate this. I hope that you'll continue to report on the Ferguson family and we can find out um, what's next. I'm So pleased that their story got picked up so broadly and that, you know, they've been able to raise the money, hopefully, that they need to be able to stay in Vancouver and stay comfortable. And I'm sure that they are, you know, being um, inundated with letters of support um, and people sort of praying for them and wishing them well. So um, kudos to you for finding that story and really just well done. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Candice. So thank I'm grateful to be here and thank you for allowing me to speak up for the Fergusons and everybody else in these situations.
0: Absolutely. Such an important story. Check it out over at tnc.news. I'm Candace Malcolm, and this is The Candace Malcolm Show.